Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Welcome once again to Talk Cosmos, and we begin the second season. In Aries, as it starts the zodiac and the cycle, and a cycle of becoming. This season has another beginning, you might say, because in the last week we heard from the various guests that will be, you know, talking during the month. And today, really works out so perfectly to begin this Aries concept because Aries is becoming and it is the start, the breaking of the whole, the womb of the universe of God as in many languages. And it really gets back down to language, which has a lot to do with understanding. And I say this because the focus of today brings in another ancient, sacred, very sacred wisdom. And those two words, wisdom and understanding, are going to be a focus of how we're going to perceive this in depth with my guest. However, just to specify that Kabbalah, which is this study that lends a great significance of further understanding. And why? Because like astrology, it has wisdom, an understanding that begates, you might say, the very essence of our life. And astrology in itself has that focus because it has it takes the the sky and it divides it into twelve areas of these developmental cycles. Well, there's many patterns of thought, but because these are ancient in fact, it's said that Kabbalah transcends religion. It doesn't belong to one necessarily. It transcends race, geography, language, and it's intended for humanity to connect us and align us to light. Light is one concept, and you can think of this as symbolic or however, because language is in its sense a tool, and the depth of it is beyond really what we can fathom. But by speaking, by communicating, we can begin to perceive further depth. And we're going to talk about an aspect of Kabbalah, one of the letters that was in the very beginning of this comprehension, because it gives significance By understanding this ancient wisdom, it gives significance to the other significance of becoming, of of the Aryan spark of life, because it's breaking away and forming this identity, our self-identity. So just one thought from what I've read. I'm, I'm a student. I'm a student of astrology. I'm a student of Kabbalah on just certain terms. And from what I've read, the Hebrew word for letter 
means pulse, vibrate, energy. So I hope that gives a little bit of background. Today's guest, which I'm really thrilled to present, is Dana Lee Bernbach from Newcastle, New York. And she's a certified evolutionary astrologer through Maurice Fernandez Complete Course of Evolutionary Astrologer, does chart consultations, teaches evolutionary astrology sessions, and Dan is devoted to understanding the relationship between the 22 Hebrew letters. And these are building blocks of creation and the zodiac and how this influences our lives and soul's journey. Dan is a pediatric nurse practitioner. She works with children and families in an outpatient practice in the Pallades Mountain mountain area, and that's north of New York City on the East Coast. And her professional experience spans almost 30 years and focuses on the care of babies and children with heart disease. And outside of work, Dana's passions include spending time with her cats, animal rights, including horse rescue. And you can certainly find Dana through her website, which is online on Talk Cosmos. So, hello and good morning, and good afternoon, good evening. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody. Yes. That yes. was a very con- comprehensive introduction using language. Oh, good. To, to, to bring in the Kabbalah. Really tremendous. Oh, so. I'm glad. Well, you know, because we have been conversing um, how to present this, and you brought up, I think, the most excellent idea that the story of creation has a significance because it takes out of nothing something, and it leads mm. towards how the letter, it has some value, which we'll lead into. So perhaps mm-hmm. that might be, I'll hand it to you. Yes. Well, I must say, when you what you just brought up about the Hebrew letter for the Hebrew word for letter is so interesting because that's it's fascinating because ot ot the letters that make up the word ot is the first letter of the alphabet aleph and the last letter taf so it's the beginning and the end right there ah. the first letter which is really um, the first sephirah first cause at the beginning of creation beyond what we even speak of. And then the last letter, which is associated with Earth, but also with Saturn. I mean, there's so many different associations yes. that it really is really bringing the beginning and the end together. It seems, just to, to give feedback, that that theme, which is set in so many realms, like as above, as below... But it, mm-hmm. it resonates over and over. And as I was reading more about the letter that we will lead into, which is hey, H-E-Y, yes. although it's also H-E-H, you know, it's very ancient, so it's gone through its own transgressions or transmutations. So, um, it, it, but again, because hey itself, which maybe I'm leaping a little forward, but it repeats twice and has that significance, too, as you say, above, you know, bringing the spirit into the matter and the matter into the spirit. It's just yes. really remarkable. 
It is really, it is really remarkable. Um, I mean, really, Kabbalah. It, it means actually, it's a, it's a it's a feminine noun, and it means to receive or the reception, and um, it really is the innermost. I mean, it's it's referred to as the the secret wisdom. It's the innermost, most feminine, most unknown of all the of all the sacred studies. You know, when you talk about um, the teaching. So it really is um, connected with that beginning, as you said, to the creation where there where the vessels were formed that were to receive. You know, the, we talk about the hidden light. Yes. And the withdrawal of, um, of the con- contraction. Yes. And um, I'm using, I'm not using some of the Hebrew words because I'm not sure if some of the listeners would understand but there are special words that are referred to for that contraction, but it was really a withdrawal of energy in order for all of all of this to be able to, to, to be for us to be here. It's really um, considered the, the ultimate love of um, the creator, a, a prime creator, to actually withdraw itself to such an extent just so that we can be here. And exist because that power is so. I mean, to say overwhelming is obviously something of an understatement. Yes. And, and 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 the text that we that you and I have been sharing and speaking about together, particularly the book of Illumination, speaks about in the beginning that initial creation created ten vessels that um, were unable to receive. They weren't able to receive or give. And those, that was the beginning of the shattering of the vessels, and then a new creation had to be, to be um, reconstrued, so to speak. So we're getting into a lot of, a lot of the language within this, this wisdom talks about the dark and the light and, and um, the shards of these broken vessels that a lot of our work here to do is to bring back together piece by piece. This is the reformation. Unity. It's kind of a fixing. Yes, unification. And I, yeah. when I think of astrology, I think often, or I feel often, and we've been taught that it is that unification, which isn't just the physical with the mind and the heart of emotions, but the spirit, too. Mm-hmm. And that, that link, that totality. So this, going back to the contraction because that is really it it lends into that the feminine which you're speaking which you know you brought up is so valuable you know the further I thought about and think about this because you know in Aries as we were talking one thinks that it's the forward motion which it is I mean there is Mm -hmm. a, a, a breaking away but in breaking away for what purpose and I think there's a real link because as in creation, there had to be space. There had to be a space just like one makes space in their life by breaking away and, and forging a new unknown path for new becoming of identity. And this, mm-hmm. from what I've understood too with this, is that by making the space, it allowed 
thing, well, because, okay, the creation mm-hmm. itself actually speaks of fragmentation. I mean, creation is like, what are you creating? Because creation itself, does, I mean, the, the nothingness of, of all, if we think of on any terms of that, doesn't need to be recreated because it is. So anything that's getting created is needs a, a space of its own. So it makes sense that it has to be withdrawn. And that it, because, and, and I think really, pardon me, but I will bring up that if I'm jumping around between different thoughts that we have brought up, in some ways when I think about it, it is like, like, like creation. It just, there's a yeah. little of this, and you're right, a little of that, and it just all yeah. makes sense. But like the, the womb, you know, of the births. And the mothers, mm-hmm. which also mm-hmm. will relate. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it really is everything, from, from my understanding, all of this that we can even speak about, and we talk about the zodiac, we talk about the signs, everything that we know of or can even comprehend, understand, is from Bina. That's the higher of the supernal sephirot of the tree of life. Bina is the, really the highest that we can um, even perceive of. And it means understanding, and that, yes. And that means understanding. That is, and that begins the feminine pillar. She really is um, what the Kabbalists, and of course what a lot of other mystery traditions that are very much connected with this too, uh, refer to as the Divine Mother or the... Um, the upper Shekhinah, the upper divine feminine. She really is the womb that creates all of this. Yes. This universe, time, space, the soul. Well, she is space, but the time element also is really between Chochmah and Binah, wisdom and understanding that space within is time, then space. And then the universe and the soul, and that's where the zodiac comes in. And all the planets, of course, that um, are associated with her, her, Saturn, and then beneath her, we get into the others. The uppers are really... um, What's the mystery? Beyond, beyond we can talk about, but it really is beyond anything that um, can be perceived through our minds. And that relates, thank you for saying, yes, that relates so well to the whole mystery mm. of why we would even want to conce- consider, you know, peering into this, it, it, because you're right, not everything can be explained or even immediately, because from what I was reading, wisdom, the very mm-hmm. first of one way to consider this nothingness that we all came from that all did come from is nonverbal and so the understanding of it is where it begins to separate and it's that creation which is as you say bina b-i-n-a-h for those of you out there and the tree of life which we haven't mentioned and i and i do appreciate i mean i will say to our audience there will be language here words that perhaps you're not necessarily connecting with, but we trust between yeah. Dana and myself, we'll try to convey how it relates and all that. So, I mean, this is really, this is really like peeling an onion. <laughs> and it is 
so, it feels so amorphous in the beginning, and it really is, it's a cyclical, really circle, like the zodiac, it is really a circle of understanding, and it takes time, it's not a linear, even the tree of life, the way it's constructed, my senses, and from what I've also started to to receive through reading, is that was conveyed to us because that's a way that we, a layout that we can understand, but it is actually not necessarily really the way it is. So it really is not, um, it's really a circular kind of mm. wisdom. It's very interrelated. It's really based in the receptivity. Yeah, it really is. It's really and when they- you're able to receive certain things. So for people not to get too frustrated. And so it's that's a very a, different process. Well, it's a beautiful way to, to kind of refocus on this new definition. And, and that's why, really, I'm so excited to bring this topic, uh, this whole subject up, because we're looking in, at talk cosmos of what's the real intention and trying to dive down a little beneath, not a little, mm-hmm. maybe a lot, you know, into yeah. <laughs> what, what it signifies. And so being receptive, of course, when one begins becoming a new identity, which is, let's say, what the Aryan, the beginning, not Aryan, but the Aries mm-hmm. first you mm-hmm. know, cycle is, it, one must receive as one goes along into the unknown. So it's part and parcel, and it changes that, that, that interpretation of what we might have of, because so often we think of it as just masculinity, but in the tree of life, as you have said, it's on the on the column that's feminine. And I will just quickly say too that yeah. these columns have been represented as maybe the light bulb because a light bulb, and because it is all in, integral. I mean, it's it, mm-hmm. it's it's integrated. There's there's in a light bulb, I guess, a, a positive and a negative charge, and then there's a neutral, which in a sense is a good analogy for the the tree of life with the three columns and together it it ignites it it turns on the life i don't know about ignite but it it's whole you know the light mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the light mm-hmm. yes and that is yes and there is some um indication that in even pre prior ancient wisdom that the tree of life was really circles within circles. And so the way we're perceiving it is the way our minds can understand it, even the solar system. And of course, the seven planets have connection with the seven double letters and and seven of the ten sephirot beneath the supernal, that even the way we see it is just what we, our Mm -hmm. mind, can perceive. Oh, boy. That they're really, really, we're all interconnected much more closely than we would really believe. So um, there's, there's, there's interesting attributions to Aries because Aries is associated with Adam, the first man in, you know, um, in Genesis, calling Genesis, it's a different term in the Hebrew. It means at the top. It means something a little bit different, but that Adam came from that highest realm called Astilut, which is, means nearness, very close to God, Creator. 
And it's the fire plane. It's associated with fire. The head, yes. Yes. Like Aries, yes. Like Aries. And, yeah, there's so many very interesting different connotations. So that's one aspect of Aries. But, yes, because of the connection with Aries and Mars, it falls on the feminine side of the Tree of Life, that feminine pillar, which is all about withdrawal, contraction, and what they call severity and judgment. Aries is associated with the letter Hay, which is one of the letters of um, Bina. The second so we're getting letter. kind of fast, but it's the second letter. So Aries in and of itself is associated, you know, we talk about if this is an okay time to mention the Tetragrammatron, which I think a lot of people have probably read about that four-letter name of God. And there's all different kinds of permutation, uh, different, different ways of putting that name into uh, understanding and being. And the first sign of the zodiac, Aries, is associated with the with the, the way that we, we we kind of most most understand it. Yud Hey Vav Hey. The first letter Yud is associated with Chokmah, that second Sephirah, but Bina, the sign of really the mother, the womb but also of differentiation, right? Because through birth, through Bina, everything comes into um, understanding. form. Mm. Understanding and form. That second letter, Hey, is um, associated with her, and it's also attributed to Aries. So it's Bina, and then there's a Vav, and then the last letter is another Hey. So it's really the Tetragrammatron, the four-letter name of God, is really just three letters. But the hey, the feminine, features twice. So it's Bina at the top of the ka- of the supernals, the third, and then it's at the bottom, Malchut, which is the the kingdom. The physical. It really means royalty, and it's associated with our earth. We are actually at the very bottom of the tree of life. Yes, we're the daughter. So the mother and the daughter. So how interesting, because it really goes a little bit, a little bit different from conventional wisdom of Aries, but it would be associated with that letter. Well, it does reinforce again, in in a conceptual way, that that from understanding of this wisdom of the nothingness of the, and I'm using different language here, of of the all. That, however, one associates that, you know, for their own private purpose, mm-hmm. comes into the, the the form of the physical that we we know and that we live in, and so it, it is so connected that it would make sense, like the the alpha and the omega, and and on and on. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. too, in a lot of the language, it's translation. It's such a that's where. It is where I was reading, be kind with, let's see, how was it? Be kind, wisely understand in kindness, or, you know, uh, trying to relate Uh the two, because um, people, in other words, with heart, so Uh that, because even Uh in the language, I think many things have been interpreted as, 
indifferently, let's just say. But this fact of the fire with the head that Aries rules and understanding that you bring up is integral to the very name of this unknown factor really is adds to the whole significance of our path that yeah yeah i mean it really it's um if you if um somebody is looking at the tree of life that glyph as a tool if you see bina which is associated with saturn saturn is associated with bina the opposite underneath underneath bina is Gvura, this is the feminine pillar, which is associated with Mars, and then you go headlong across to the to the right pillar, which is the masculine side, which is Jupiter, Jupiter associated with Chesed or Gidulah, the the great one. So there's that love that you talked about, the heart bringing the heart in, not severity alone, but having that generative principle. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like you mentioned, the the central column is um, the equilibrium from the top of the tree of life, Keter, which is really, if one can think about the cosmic egg, it's really the it's so profound. It's before it's it's the first sephira going down, down, down. There's the invisible sephira, mm-hmm. and then there's Tiferet, which is the sun associated with the sun. When I say which is the sun planets are associated with their sephirot, but it's not the same exact thing because there's at least four different worlds. Yeah, well, And I will spell sephirot for people. That's S-E-F-I-R-E-T and it is related to the tree of life. So it is a, 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 a system. And we will take just a short announcement and return with Dana Bernbach of New York with Top Cosmos on March 30th. While we take a break from this week's edition of Top Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Aries. By leaving a cycle based upon completion, The energy of Aries sparks initiation, creating action to separate into a new cycle of life. It's a fire sign, which means it will involve great emotion. And because separation may create resistance, it also takes great courage to break away to new ways of becoming. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host, Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Hello, this is Annie Hart, spiritual teacher, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. 
Hi again. This is Sue Rose Minahan returning with Top Cosmos March 30th with Dana Bernbach in New York. And you can find Dana on our website. And we were, we've been talking about Aries and the letter Hey, which is the second letter of, of the um, alphabet. And, and I will just briefly say that the mystics say that Hey represents divine breath, revelation, mm. and light. Mm-hmm. And yes. Yes, yes, so absolutely. It is actually, it's the second letter, as you said, in, in that four-letter name of God. It's the fifth letter in the alphabet. It's associated with five, the number five, which is, there's an association, a connection with Mars and the Sephirah, that sphere, like you said, the light bulb of Gvora, which mm-hmm. is severity on the feminine pillar. Um, it is, I just wanted to point out, so it's very interesting that hey, in actual vernacular Hebrew, as a prefix, means the. Oh, yes. And it's so fitting because when you say the, the, you're introducing something, you're giving it yes. already a title. And a framework which is all about the type of intelligence that Aries brings in, this constituting intelligence, the, the Kabbalists becoming. call it, becoming. Thank you. And as an, as an ending, as a suffix, it actually is a feminine form. Yes. Okay. It makes something feminine by putting a hay at the end of it. So it's a very interesting uh, principle that really links it back with that Bina, the, it, the divine... Yeah, a it's supernal mother. It's a birthing. It's the unification, and I think I love it. Go ahead because it just yes. continues to connote. I mean, to grab the essence that it's united to begin with, instead of this polarization that we say. In order to see it, we've like separated it so much. It's really intricately united. So yes, yes, yes. So um, in terms of in in the spirit of Aries, which as you um, so correctly connected that hay with the breath, it is associated with um, the term ruach, which actually means breath. It means wind, and it means breath, and it also connotes a level of the soul. There's different levels of the soul from the highest, highest up of our spirits that are in the, the supernal realms, and it goes down, 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 all the way down to the soul that's associated, connected with our bodies. But within that realm, there is Ruach. And that really is that animating breath that um, connects us here to Earth, but also keeps us connected with the higher realms, with, that, with, with spirit, essentially. So it really has a fascinating connotation. Yeah, and the five, just to return back just briefly mm-hmm. to, to repeat that, because there's five senses from what, mm-hmm. I, and there's five levels of the soul, which in a sense right now, maybe to understand that everything has its, like you said, the onion, the levels. So yeah. it's not just an instant affair of, 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 of becoming, there's, there's depths and it. Yeah, so much depth, so much depth. In fact, 
uh, when you, when you start peeling the onion and you start understanding that even when we speak about the four-letter name of God, for which there's so many permutations, and it's not limited to even those three letters that make the four. I mean, it, it's you know, the, mm-hmm. it's infinite. But even that layer is what the Kabbalists would say. That's not even the highest. That's when we get into and in the spirit, the spirit of Aries. I just wanted to sort of yes. give okay. a very brief, brief um, framework, constitution for this wisdom in terms of the letters talks about three mothers. There are three mother letters within the 22-letter alphabet, three mother letters that gave birth to three fathers, which emanated the seven doubles, because they have seven double letters. They have dual pronunciations of note. Those seven doubles are associated with the planet, the seven planets, before uh, up to Saturn. And then there are the 12 simples. And the 12 symbols are the signs of the zodiac, associated with the signs of the zodiac. And hey is the first simple, hey, mm. which Aries is associated with, which is the first sign of our zodiac. So, just really to just scratch the surface, but to give a little framework for people if they're interested in finding a doorway to pass into, <laughs> to come into this. It really is um, the three mothers, the seven doubles, and the twelve simples. And you know, choose pick your pick your entryway. So fascinating to see the replication of thought. That really, when we search back to understand how the our ancients thought of the world, because there was great wisdom there. When I think of double letters, the significance, again, that's like the beginning and the end, because you start with an idea, and then by the time you end with an idea, it's the same idea, but on a different terms. And besides, when you start, you're pushing forward, and when you end, you've created something as that birthing. And it makes sense, too, really, to me, to think, I mean, maybe backwards of how we've thought, like, where's the chicken and the egg, the beginning? But if something is birthed, everybody has a birth system, right? Nobody was born without being birthed somehow, and the universe keeps replicating, whether it's flowers or, or any, any form of life here has its sexual nature and of the unity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, there are a few amoebas, and, and there's different things that are asexual, actually. You know, we can, but there's still that, 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 that um, cloning has, well, it, it, it's very uh, fundamental. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes, and in this in this uh, wisdom, the the erotic symbolism is is rampant. It's it, that's the language that he uses, and even in asexuality, they would say the Kabbalists would say that that is sexual. There's all sorts of attributions to Yisod, which is the Sephirah of which the moon, our moon, Luna, mm-hmm. called Levana also in the in the Hebrew is associated with sexuality and there is there's an inner and an outer and a passive and an active so there's so many levels just within that so even in asexual replication you know it's related yes to, it's pretty basic but yeah yeah but this this wisdom really 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 from from 
from the beginning is very much rooted in masculine and feminine and the polarities of creation. Um, that must be a really important yeah. part for us to begin to comprehend. Is I think at least the the thinking persons in this are feeling or, or this it's becoming more common. I'll put it that way for people mm-hmm. to realize that that um, our concepts of masculinity and femininity are altering to be more unified in a holistic form. And I'm looking at the word "hey" when I researched. There was this. It says because it was the the early Hebrew was a, a letter that has a man with arms raised, and the mm-hmm. meaning is "look, reveal, breath." And it was that vision part that you brought up too. Uh, that mm-hmm. you know that pre-verbal. You know when you see something and it gets back down into you, sort of like when it manifests, you see something. Anyway, I'm tying all that, but. It is interesting. It really is. There's, you know, the signs actually have a couple of, at least, a couple of different senses. And when we when we refer to some of the the really early texts that that put into writing this wisdom that we had mentioned, or I think I mentioned in my talk from last weekend about the the book of formation and the book of illumination, Important. there are different versions that attribute. Um, the letters and the planet and the signs to different senses. So Aries is sight, for sure, which makes sense. And in some of the versions, it's actually speech. And it doesn't necessarily have to sort of uh, put the word cancel each other out. No, because logos. But go ahead. Yes, because so what they would do is associate the sign, of course, with the planet, a letter, and also um, in the wisdom of Israel with the tribe of Israel. And one, there's two different tribes that in these different versions, Aries would be associated. And one was the first, first tribe called Reuven, Reuven, and the root of that word is Ra'ah, to see. That's one. And then in another version, Aries is associated with Yehuda. Judah, which actually means the tribe of Judah is to give thanks, which is all about speech. So, and they both are a form of, I think, that constituting intelligence, that categorization, differentiation, everything that really has its roots in Bina. Well, going to that thought, the wisdom, going back to the wisdom and then the understanding how does one understand when un- and if it and if and if uh, bina is the value of you know it comes from the wisdom and it has the value of five which has to do with senses the vision is a, a sense you know sight and 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 sound speech but it's before even the sound because we know Aries is the preverbal I'm thinking in those terms. Still, you can name, you can categorize, as you said, you can label things, the word. And interestingly, getting that to the letters, which returns to the idea of Kabbalah, because in the very beginning, there was before uh, creation itself, it was this idea that Kabbalah, that's why it doesn't belong to any religions, is that because it had the the Sefer, 
you know, S-E-F-E-R-I-T, for those folks, the tree of life, with these this distinction. And then it, it um, uh, think here, Sue, all of a sudden I got lost in that tree, <laughs> the yeah. big tree. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, um, yes, I'm actually, I wanted to, something that you just said to really, wanted, I wanted to bring something up for the listeners, uh, because it is another, literally an entry point into the tree of life, but the letters that we're talking about, and 12 symbols that are associated with the zodiac, the letters also are pathways on the tree of life connecting Sephiroth, as you said. Yes. The light bulbs. That's what I mean. These circles, these spheres. I love that. I love that um, attribution as uh, a light bulb. Um, because you can also really deep meditation. You can really, really feel and experience a lot through meditating on these letters, the wisdom of the letter, in order to understand a sephirah and or a path between them. So what's interesting is that I'm just getting back a little bit to Chochmah and Bina. The second and third, if you look at a triangle, the very top of the Tree of Life is Keter, which is where the, the infinite supreme being entered in. It's beyond even, we don't even the talk unknown, about it. The unknown, yes. Such an unknown. And then Chochmah, which is wisdom, which is that pure, undifferentiated, know, it's not even knowing yet, wisdom. Meditative. It's associated with, meditative, with our right brain. And then... Bina would be our left brain. There's a pathway that connects them, which is associated with the letter Dalet, which is actually in many, many, in, se- in several of the, of the, the schools within this, this wisdom, Dalet is actually associated with Venus. Oh, it's the door. I remember yes. you made the, the door. door. I love the, the fact because that's the yes. heart. It's like, what is wisdom without heart? What is understanding without heart? What is anything? Right. Yeah, it's kindness, is it? And that's what I remember reading, too. It all needs to bring kindness. Yes. So it really is. You absolutely really grasp a, a, such a good feel for the letters because Dalet is a door. And hey actually is actually a Dalet with a Vav, which is means of and in Hebrew. Vav can be a connecting article that means and, and it's also a hinge. So the hay is like a window, but of being your, but the, the spirit coming through, being birthed through yes. this aperture. And Vav, actually, it really is interesting. It's as if Dalit is connecting the hay with Vav, which we will get into at some point when we talk more about Taurus. Well, this really together. ties in if one's leaving Pisces, which again is a cycle yeah. goes, and we're in Aries. We left that like a door, you know. We walked through or burst through or however we came in to become, and then it's it's with the uh, right and the letters, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking, yes, because I was going back to the, just remembering too, you know, after the, the tree of life, the letters, is that part 
of the understanding that allows us to go through all these pathways of of mm-hmm. that that could are separate in some ways, but yet be, you know life once it gets divided from whole it 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 it's uh it has its own life form and that so it is a matter of tying it together yes it really um it's really such an, a fascinating process when you think about it the incarnation of the say the soul the spirit into this creation with this with as symbolized by aries going through the Galgal, that's the circle in Hebrew, that's the zodiac, which I mentioned last weekend, is a, a womb. It is considered to be a kind of a womb. And then Pisces being the last sign, going back into the cosmic womb, you know? It's yes. sort of like back to Neptune. It really is, um, it's brilliant that it really works out that way, huh? Yeah, it feels like kneading <laughs> bread or something, you know. You start, always, I keep getting that visualization, you know, they knead it back and forth, and finally mm-hmm. it rises, and then, and then ah, you enjoy yes. it, you know. Yeah. So with this whole idea of insightful look at introducing the receptivity as called the feminine entity of 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 energy you know into mm-hmm. becoming which is the aries start it adds a real value to to just comprehending you know yes yeah, it it runs really on so many again Ooh. those layers because even 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 the word Adam and as I mentioned that the first man or first human is, is in, in our story yeah. is associated with Aries the first letter and the last letter Aleph and Mem so feet are which are two mother letters those are two of the three mother letters and it actually means M it means mother. And then you put a Dalit in the middle, that door connecting them. Um, it really calls us to think about, ponder uh, our earliest, our earliest um, progenitors. Well, c- <laughs> you're going, yeah, thinking of the creation with the vessel. You know, and the retraction, mm-hmm. because restriction and contraction is also a part of this receptivity. You have to have something to, to a space created. And, of course, if there's nothing, there's not a space, there's not a thing, there's nothing, in, in a, as far as our conceptual thinking. Right. But this vessel that was, is created in this language of understanding uh, mm-hmm. is, is of a creative force I remember one time I was in my own studies, it was brought up that because of it had the same DNA as what had created it, and it wanted to create to create also. And but mm-hmm. it was but having been created, it had nothing to, in other words, it was receiving all the time, but it wanted to create its own things that it was receiving. So therefore, it broke. Mm-hmm. And that is, in a sense, one way of understanding how the universe just exploded or it has that's one idea it exploded another one that was a cosmic egg and it it 
it it it it, it bursts, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it does relate back into our kind of thinking of becoming and the whole conceptual way that, you know, just like a house, if it's filled up, you have to make space in order to put something in. Yeah, yeah, that that really is an apt motif. It really is a language of um, the will to give. It's really based on my my, my understanding, and I think you, you really brought this, brought this, the, uh, a great kind of um, synopsis, the will to give and the will to receive. Mm-hmm. And the create creator, as we know it, is the will to give. And creation is always, we, we sort of tend to perceive it as the will to receive, Kabbalah, which is for sure. But we, we as, as human beings, are here also to learn both to give and to be able to receive to be a pure vessel for that light, and also learning the power of bestowal to give. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And that is Dana. part of the, that reformation. That's such a very, not the best word, but this sort of, um, the, re, the repairing of, of the vessels is, it's, is being able to do both. Base, That's yes. part of it. You know, it's basic mm-hmm. to so many teachings, but really, why? Because... It has this, this sustaining. It's sustaining when one can have resources that we we manifest and we can present to offer. Because not anything that's finite never has completion. I mean, we don't have all the uh, talents in one person. It's like this conversation. It needed you. <laughs> you know, I need. Yeah, we have our infinite aspects, but here, what we're doing, we're, we are in a finite, a finite vessel. The, let's see, yeah. we, those two <laughs> books, too, there's so many books, like if one is, like you had mentioned, um, and so I'm, because we're going to take a little, well, I'll take a little break at this moment, not a break, but just to make an announcement, and then we'll have a few more minutes before to follow up, because next week will be, for our audience, the second talk in Aries and the guest for next week returns will be Gemini Brett and Gemini Brett is a shamanic storyteller and he seeks the signs of the messenger's mind and he's known in cosmic circles as an astronomy of astrology expert mystic mythologist and he loves to talk about what he calls earth astrology involved with so many as a speaker and his own lesson. So it'll be exciting. He's going to talk. We're going to be discussing Chiron that's in Aries. But that'll be April 6th. And interestingly, we are starting this talk tonight with Dana Bernbach in New York, an astrologer and Kabbalah student. And um, we'll have a repeat show on on Thursdays at 6 o'clock in the morning. Now, Seattle isn't changing our our time anymore, so it's going to be daylight savings time until, until the powers that be vote it differently, but that's how it is. So in other words, if somebody came in late to this talk, because here in Seattle, of course, it's right on the radio station, but everywhere else, you go on to uh, online, which is the call letters, 1150 KKNW, or there's an app, there's a tablet, 
app, which is the call letters KKNWAM, because it is an AM radio station. They have a little listen button, and la voila, you can listen to it live. So that live time is going to be twice. Well, it, the repeat show will be on April 4th, a Thursday at 6 o'clock in the morning. But it'll all, I'll be getting that on our webpage site, too. So with this said, now we can return. We have three minutes, Dana. I think it's three minutes. Our, our wonderful engineer here, Benny, is giving me three fingers. And I like that. Three mothers, three fingers. We're, we're doing well. So we have a few minutes to finish up our talk. I finished with my announcement. Brings us back to the beginning. Yes, exactly. There we go. We're creating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Restriction. That is such yes. an interesting concept because, again, it, it is that pushback. You know, when one studies Kabbalah at any point, it's a huge theme because it is the very inception of beginning. And, you know, it's not a negative thing. It's just it allows one to create. It is really, when you think about it, it is really one of the highest uh, ultimate acts of love to have such, to really have such love and devotion to be able to hold back in order for uh, essentially your children to exist and to be for Ooh. universes to be. All I mean, it is creative. really considered one of the highest acts that that's the prime bestowal of creator love. So um, if you can think, if, if you really, if on our human, in our human vessel to kind of attempt to comprehend what it means to, hold, to have such a power that one needs to withdraw in order for all of your, all of your children to exist. Yes, all those manifestations, and, and, yes. Children and, I was just adding, manifestations, right? Exactly, yeah. yes. I'm using children, children in, in that perfect word. Is manifestation and you are sure. a pediatrician, yes. So that's yes. very good. Yeah, right. Has to remember this. You know, oh, we have about a minute. I had a poem. This world forever the same. Foolish men try to attain impossible points, but yet all is here. Unlimited spheres. And I wrote that when I was sixteen. And I think Dana, you said, "Whoa, yeah. there we go." Yes. Okay. The spheres, the spheres, and, and the letters that the, that the word is written with, we could go for 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 days on that alone. Oh, so. well, I trust we'll continue. Thank you, Dana. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and see you again, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.